So women with PCOS are three times more likely to experience anxiety and depression and or eating disorders. And this is linked to many reasons, a few of them being hormone imbalance, vitamin deficiencies and decreased neurotransmitters, and then restrictive dieting can contribute to all. Welcome back to the PCOS Holistic Coach podcast with me, Dr. Ami Patel, pharmacist, fellow sister and coach. This podcast is an easy to listen to resource for your busy on the go life. You will learn how you can live a healthier and happier life with PCOS from real conversations about managing PCOS and the symptoms with amazing guest speakers. Today, we're going to be talking about the link between PCOS and mental health. And um, mental health is a topic that's not talked about enough in general. And it's really important to me as well, because it's personally affected me from anxiety to seasonal depression to having an eating disorder as well. So that's another reason why I think it's really important to talk about this topic. And before getting into it, I just want to say that Similar to how PCOS is not your fault, neither is mental health. Both of these conditions are really complex and there's multiple factors that go into why someone may have these conditions, but it's not anything that you did. So you should not blame yourself for having PCOS or having any mental health condition. And with that being said, we'll get started. Um, So women with PCOS are three times more likely to experience anxiety and depression and or eating disorders. And this is linked to many reasons, a few of them being hormone imbalance, vitamin deficiencies and decreased neurotransmitters, and then restrictive dieting can contribute to all of these things. And so now we'll break down each one a little bit further. So with hormone imbalance, This can be caused by many things such as having excess male hormones, which can lead to unwanted physical symptoms, which such as things like hair loss and um, acne, excess weight, difficulty losing weight. So all the external features that manifest from having PCOS can lead to things like anxiety, having low self-esteem or body image distress. And for me, a lot of like, the anxiety was related to when I came off of birth control and I was having so much hair loss, like it was like literally uncontrollable and I didn't even know if that was going to stop. And so like anytime I looked in the mirror, it would just like cause anxiety. Anytime I had to wash my hair, I knew like more hair would be falling out. So that caused me so much anxiety. Even going to like social events would cause anxiety because I was like worried that somebody would make comments about my hair loss or acne or my weight. So that's how um, anxiety can be one of the things that is experienced with having the symptoms of PCOS. Another uh, hormone imbalance is having excess cortisol levels and this can um, affect your sleep as well. Having unbalanced levels. So cortisol actually rises in the morning and it's supposed to level out throughout the day and then it decreases in the evening to help you sleep. But if you're constantly stressed and you have high levels of cortisol throughout your day, it can um, cause you, it can disturb your sleep, which can affect your overall health, which can lead to fatigue and um affect your mood, cause increase irritability, and all of those things can contribute to depression. Also, 
Um, having poor quality sleep can also make it harder for you to be motivated to maintain a healthy lifestyle. You're more likely to kind of fall into bad habits or make decisions that you're not the most happy with. So those things can also contribute to something like an eating disorder or overall anxiety and depression as well. The next thing um, with hormone imbalance is also not having enough progesterone. And this is made when women ovulate and sometimes having irregular periods means that you're not ovulating on a regular basis or not at all. Taking certain forms of birth control can prevent you from ovulating. And ovulation and progesterone production is really um, helpful for things like reducing inflammation, improving your overall immune function, and um, decreasing brain fog and irritability. That's why it's really important to um, make sure that you're ovulating, which we'll discuss a little bit more about later. And then another hormone imbalance could be having too much or too little estrogen, and that can also affect your moods and contributes to mood swings, fatigue, and irritability as well. Um, the next thing that can con be contributing to anxiety, depression, and eating disorders are vitamin deficiencies. There is a link between having um, women that have PCOS also have low vitamin D levels. The exact cause is unknown, but vitamin D is really important for things like mood, energy levels, improving insulin resistance, and also promoting ovulation. So everything is interlinked, and we'll be talking about how estrogen is also linked with neurotransmitters in a little bit, but everything in your body is interlinked. Um, some treatments for PCOS symptoms like metformin and birth control can be prescribed, but they also can decrease vitamin D12 levels, which can cause fatigue. And um, heavy, having heavy menstrual cycles can decrease iron levels, which also contribute to fatigue. So overall, like these vitamin deficiencies, if you're low in them, you can experience fatigue, which contributes to poor quality sleep, having brain fog, just making you exhausted throughout your whole day, which I'm sure we can all relate to if we may have experienced it. So that in itself can lead to things like depression and anxiety. And then the next link is talking about um, decreased neurotransmitters. So neurotransmitters are things like serotonin, which is also known as the feel-good hormone or the happy chemical. And um, serotonin production is linked with estrogen. So if somebody has low estrogen levels, they may not have the levels of um, serotonin compared to someone that doesn't have PCOS. And then the next thing is restrictive dieting. So some um, healthcare providers may recommend things like going low carb, trying keto, intermittent fasting, gluten-free, dairy-free. I'm sure you guys have heard it all, but um, those things can lead to eating disorders. Just having a super restrictive diet and even it can cause anxiety and stress in, for example, social situations or going out to eat. If you feel like, oh my God, I'm not going to be able to eat there or what are people going to say? They're going to ask me questions. Um, 
just being worried that you're not going to be able to find food on the menu, things like that can cause anxiety and stress. Um, for me, what I struggled with is something called orthorexia, which basically means that you become like obsessed with eating clean. And that's actually something that unfortunately I didn't, I fell into doing and I didn't even realize it was considered an eating disorder technically until like after. But basically like I would, <coughs> excuse me, like look at menus and make sure like there's something I could eat beforehand. Um, even like at social events or like holidays and parties, I would try to like eat before I go if it meant if I knew that there wasn't going to be food there for me. And it kind of just takes away from the moment of enjoying yourself in these environments, um, you know, holiday parties, parties in general, when you're going out to eat with friends or family. It's supposed to be a fun experience, not something that's supposed to cause stress and, and anxiety. Um, yeah, so that's basically the link between how different parts of what causes PCOS can contribute to eating disorders. Hey there, I just wanted to take a moment to tell you about a free resource I have. PCOS is a lifelong condition and it cannot be managed with just a fad diet or a new workout trend. PCOS requires making small, impactful changes in all areas of your life and on a regular basis to see results and make them last. To learn how you can have freedom from PCOS symptoms, watch the replay of my masterclass, Five Steps to a Sustainable Lifestyle, for free with the link in the description below. Now, back to the episode. And now I'm going to discuss seven tips that can be used to manage the anxiety, depression, and eating disorder part of it. So the first tip, which is primarily my tip for everything, which is address the underlying root cause of your PCOS, whether it's stress or insulin resistance or anything like that. Um, it's important that that is managed because that can help improve the hormone balance, hormone imbalance that I mentioned earlier, meaning that you'll have the lower cortisol levels, you'll have the appropriate estrogen levels, you'll have the appropriate testosterone levels, and you'll reduce the symptoms that you're experiencing that are unwanted. So that is the first tip. And along with that, um, I talked about vitamin deficiency, so that can easily be addressed by talking to your healthcare provider, getting labs done, and supplementing um, the vitamin that you're deficient in. So that is a solution that can be implemented and addressed right away. And it it's targeted because if you get the lab level done of a certain lab, like vitamin D, and it's low and you supplement it, you should see an improvement in that. Um, fairly quickly, within a few weeks to a month at least, you should see improvement in your energy levels and mood and better quality sleep with that, with those things being addressed. The second thing tip is minimizing your caffeine intake. So for some people, um, for me specifically, I'm pretty sensitive to caffeine. So if I have like two cups back to back, or if I have two cups in a day, or really late in the evening, then I have difficulty sleeping, sometimes it causes jitters, or anxiety for me. And um, 
There is a possible link between caffeine production and increased cortisol levels. So that makes sense as to why people may experience jitters and anxiety and have that sleep disturbance. So minimizing your caffeine intake is something that you can consider if you do feel like you experience anxiety or have sensitivity with it, but that can definitely help. The third thing is trying something called box breathing. And it's a really simple method. Basically, you think about like a box with four sides. So you breathe in for four seconds, you hold for four seconds, you breathe out for four seconds, you hold for four seconds, and then you just repeat that as long as you need. Even something as short as like one minute can help you really feel calm in any situation. Um, basically with the breathing technique, since you focus on the actual breathing, you're not having the anxious thoughts going on in your head. Sometimes I like to use that if I'm like going to be driving in a situation that has a lot of traffic or I drove in a lot of traffic, then I just take like a minute to kind of regroup myself before I have to go into the house or wherever I'm going. And it's just like really helpful in any situation if you are gonna be going somewhere where you feel like people may make comments you know you can try that beforehand or after somebody makes an unnecessary comment and you feel upset after it that's something you can try to help you kind of just gather your emotions feel them and move forward from that situation and think clearer too the fourth tip I have is practicing gratitude daily. So um, a lot of times with PCOS, I feel like at, there was a point when I had like a really negative outlook with the PCOS and just really hopeless. But practicing gratitude is something that's helped improve my mood and outlook on life in general. So it could be anything. It doesn't have to be related to your PCOS. It, like for me, I get really happy when the sun is out. So like that's something that I'm grateful for anytime it's a sunny day. Um, it could be anything from like anyone supporting you with your PCOS journey, just anything that you feel grateful for. Just looking for those things daily can help you kind of recognize that you have a lot of good things going on and a lot of things that you appreciate instead of just focusing on the negative. And it's not just about like being positive poly or just being positive all the time. There's nothing wrong with being negative or being upset about PCOS. You can experience it, those emotions, but don't let that be the only thing that you focus on and don't let those emotions hold you back from appreciating the other good things that you do have in your life. And going along with that, my fifth tip is improving your self-talk. So I think a lot of times, like I struggled a lot with this, is saying negative things about myself to me and just thinking negatively. Like if I mess up on like a meal that I ate, then I would just be like, oh, like, you know, I'm such a bad person for eating this. Or yeah, like, of course, I'm not going to lose weight if I keep continuing this habit. Um, or, you know, like I ate this, so like my whole day is shot and I'll just start over tomorrow or I'll just start over Monday. But like one mindset shift that has really helped me is starting to first recognize how much negativity 
I had going on in my head. But the second thing is also talking to myself like I would to my sister or one of my friends or a loved one. And if you think about it, like if your friend was in that same situation and they messed up or they did something, most likely we're not going to be overly critical of them. Like, yeah, you suck. Or yeah, of course, you're not going to lose weight. Like you're not going to say that to them. You're most likely going to say like, you know, it's okay. It's a mistake. It happens. And, you know, one meal or one dessert or one snack isn't going to make or break your PCOS, right? So those thinking about advice that you would give to somebody that you care about is a great way to start talking to yourself. Um, the sixth tip I have is eating balanced meals over restriction. So anytime that you think about like eliminating a food or a diet, I always tell my clients, like, ask yourself, is this something that you want to do for the rest of your life? Because managing PCOS is a lifelong commitment and you don't want to start something that you feel like if, for example, you eat like low carb for a month or two months. Yeah, you might see results, but do you want to eat like that for the rest of your life? If you don't and then you start eating carbs again, you're most likely gonna gain the weight back or gain even more weight back or just be like miserable and irritated because you're not eating carbs. Um, so always ask yourself like before you eliminate a food, is this something that I want to live with for the rest of my life? And PCOS can be managed with eating a balanced meal. Um, you can enjoy all the foods that you love to eat it's just about knowing how to eat a balanced meal and incorporating certain foods that may increase your blood sugar with your meal or with something that's like high protein or high fat. And the seventh tip that sometimes is also taboo along with mental health is seeking professional care. Just know that it's okay to take medications if you need it and it's okay to seek professional help from a psychiatrist or a therapist if you need it and to also try different modalities of um, therapy. I know a lot of times people feel like talk therapy isn't effective enough and something that I found helpful was cognitive behavior therapy and uh, CBT, cognitive behavior therapy, is something that is more structured, goal-oriented, and helps address negative mindsets. So I found that to be really helpful for me. Um, but there's lots of different types of therapies that you can consider trying, and there's nothing wrong with seeking the professional help if you need it. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review on the podcast so it can reach other listeners that need support with their PCOS. If you're watching on YouTube, please like, comment, and subscribe. I would love to connect with you. Send me a DM on Instagram or TikTok at pcos.holistic.coach. Until next time, thank you so much for tuning in.